Amen. Praise be God's name. His presence is heaven. And he's here. Amen. God is here. When you realize that God is in this place, it's crazy. Can you imagine when you are before a king? What would you do? <laughs> you start to shake, tremble your body <laughs> because the authority and we fear him and also our God, the King of Kings, he is here today. And I know he can give to you a nice word, not from me. <laughs> Forget me, okay? <laughs> look to the Bible, look to Jesus and listen from Holy Spirit because he's ready to speak to your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. In this century, we have a lot of things to get done every day. You have to go to work. You have to buy food or provide food for your house. You have to take care of your children. You have to clean the house. You have to keep up and give an update in your social media, isn't it? And many other things. <laughs> It seems you are judged by what you are doing and not for who you are. You have to do it. You have to do all that. And you cannot stop. But sometimes our motivation for that stuff can be wrong. And the same happened in the church also. When we have to work here, we are always in a rush doing many things. Taking care of people, preparing things to teach to the children, the teenagers, prayer meetings, cell meetings, and etc. And all, all of these things are good. They are good. We need it. But maybe you've begun doing things automatically. Automatically. And you think that you must do it all to be accepted by God. Maybe. You think, I have to work to be accepted. And it's wrong. First thing, there is a big difference between doing and being. Think about Only five letters. Doing, being. But they are completely different. I studied in Brazil uh, missiology and theology. And one of my teachers, he told me, God is more interested in who you are than what you do. Mm. When he spoke it to me, it hurt my heart. <laughs> Because I thought in the past that I have to work, I have to work, I have to do, I have to do, to be accepted. And I was wrong. God is more interested in who you are than what you are doing. If you understand it, it will change the ways we see things. If we do things just because it's right or because we must do them like an obligation, we have forsaken the first love. Things done by love are very different, totally different from things done by obligation. And to help us to, to better understand this, the message we preach today is Come back to the first love. Come back to the first love. Amen? Today you will find out if you have forsaken your first love. 
Hope so. And maybe you are thinking, oh, okay, Paulo, this message would be perfect for that one person who didn't come today yet. <laughs> he or she really needed to listen this. No. <laughs> I'd like to encourage you to look inside of yourself now. Forget others, okay? I'd like to encourage you to recognize that in some point of your life or in some way, you may have forsaken your first love. Hopefully, you will understand it today and you will be able to return to your first love for Christ. Amen? So I ask you, pay attention. Did you know that it's possible to be faithful without love? Think about it. Did you know that it's possible? Be a faithful man without love? People are married for many years, and some of them don't love more their wives, don't love more their husbands, but they still don't betray their partner. Do you know that? Without love, but they are faithful. You can be a faithful husband without love. You can be a good worker without passion for what you are doing. You can be. You can be a blessed servant of the Lord without love for Jesus. And I will show you today. It's written in the Bible. I invite you to read with me the book of Revelation, chapter 2, from verse 1 to 7. <clears throat> Sorry. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. Verse 4 now. Yet, Jesus is telling that for that church. Yet I hold this against you, church of Ephesus. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I'll come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favor. You, have, you hate the practice of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Verse 7. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the church. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Until here. Jesus asked to John, to write this letter to the church of Ephesus. And in that age, the city of Ephesus was one of the most important cities of the time. They were rich. They were important in the spreading of the kingdom of God. They were doing many things for the kingdom. Jesus said to them, the first thing, I am writing this letter to the angel of the church. 
Here, we have a letter from Jesus to us today. Receive this as a letter. The first thing, a letter from Jesus. In angel here means elder or the pastor of the church or the leaders of the church. So Jesus wrote a letter for us. God was speaking to the leaders of Ephesus, but also to the whole church. And this letter today is for me. And also, this letter today is for you. If you have ears, listen to the word of God. This is a letter from Jesus directly for you. Amen? So first, Jesus holds the church and walks among us. He's holding the church. The Bible says that God holds the earth with his own hands. And also he can hold us. Amen? He can give us a safe place. Jesus said that he holds the seven stars and walks among them. And the church is the light of the world. Like the golden lampstand that we read before. And Jesus is here today. And while we are preaching the gospel, while we were worshiping God, he's walking among us. He's a spirit. He's here. He's the light. And he puts fire in our hearts to shine to this word. Amen? Also, the Bible says in Psalms 95, verse 3 and 4, For the Lord is the great God. The great king above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth. And the mountains peaks belong to him. Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Jesus is the Lord of the church. He holds us. And he walks among us. So it means you are not alone. Jesus is holding you right into his hands. Amen. You are not alone. Second, Jesus knows your deeds. He knows everything you are doing. Everything you think, everything you have desires, you wish, he knows. From the verse 2 to 3, Jesus tells them that he knows their deeds. He knows their hard work. He knows their perseverance. Jesus says, I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people. Wow. And he adds, you have tested those who claim to be apostles, but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered. You have endured hardships for my name, and have not grown weary. They were a good church, isn't it? <laughs> they were a good church. They have perseverance. They hate idolatry. They hate false teachings. They were good. They were working to Jesus. They were working hard. They were going against false teachings. They didn't tolerate weak people. They did not accept it. False teachings, they rejected that. They were a powerful church before our eyes. Looking to improve on their jobs, their skills, on everything they were doing. And the lesson here is... Jesus knows your deeds. He is looking at everything we do. The things you take part in. The things you don't participate. Jesus knows what the church is doing. And it's a good sign. He's always with us. 
And he's always helping us. And we need to his help. We need to get his help to do things. The Bible says in John 15, 5, Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain me and I knew, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We have to remain in Jesus to bear many fruit. If you are not connecting Jesus, you cannot give much fruit. You have to be connected to Jesus Christ. He is the vine. You are the branches. He knows our deeds. But on verse 4, Jesus brings a warning to the church. Read with me verse 4. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Whoa. Don't want to listen to it from, my, from Jesus to me. <laughs> Paul, you are doing everything good. You are a right guy. You have goodness, kindness. You have faith. You perform miracles. But I hold against you just one thing. You forsake your first love. Mm. The lesson here is, first, Jesus is warning you today. It's a warning from Jesus to me and to you. The church of Ephesus was a church who worked. They did many things. They were faithful. They were creative. They were good servants. They reject false teachings. They said no to sin. They were doing it with no love. Jesus said, you have forsaken the love you had at first. But I can tell you, it's possible to be in a marriage relationship, to be faithful. It's easy. To live a good life, but have no love. I know many people, no believers, no Christians, and they are faithful to their wives. They have no God. They have no Christ. They have character. They are good persons. But maybe some of them have no love. Maybe we are doing many things in a good way. We are using our skills. We are conquering things. But we have no more love for Jesus, for his church. Do you know what the Bible says about love? I think you read before. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 to 3. The chapter of love. If you want to know something about love, read 1 Corinthians <laughs> chapter 13. The whole chapter. Paul says, If I speak in the tongues of a man or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging symbol. If I have the gift of a prophesy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Pay attention. I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, I can give everything. 
I give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. And also the verse 13 says, the last verse of the chapter, and know this, and know these three remain, faith, hope, and love. Pay attention here. Paul, he got three words, powerful words, and says, and now these three men remain, faith, hope, and love. But the grace of this is faith. Yes? <laughs> love. You can move mountains. You can speak in tongues. You can give all I possess to the poor. You can have faith to move mouths, but if you have no love, it's nothing. It seems like nothing before God. Love is greater than hope. Love is greater than faith. And the church of Ephesus, they had hope. They had faith. They had joy, but they had no love. And love is the greater point. And there is a big difference when you look at two people who are working together, but for different reasons. Pay attention here. One of them is there only to get money at the end of the week. He hates his job, you know? <laughs> so I'm there just to get my money and go home and provide food, and that is it. But the other one, he's rejoicing because he loves what he's doing. He has passion. He does with passion. He has motivation. He's inspired, and also he inspires others. And I ask you, who are you in the work of the Lord? Look to the story of Martha and Mary. They both received Jesus in their home. Martha spent all her time doing things, doing and doing and doing and doing things for Jesus. Cleaning the place, tidy things to make like a nice place for Jesus. While Mary dropped everything she was doing to listen to Jesus' voice and to spend time in Jesus' presence. Martha, she did much more than Mary, but with the wrong motivation. And Mary, out of love, chose to be close to Jesus and adore him. Who are you within the work of the Lord? If you look to the past, how were you in the church? Look to yourself now. When you are a Christian babe, <laughs> you become a Christian, you become a believer, one year, two years, three years. How were you? You got a fire, yeah? <laughs> what did you do out of love? Maybe you did a lot out of love. You looked after people. You sought God. You come to the prayer meetings. You were active in the kingdom of God. But now, you've stopped. You were in fire. Another day. But today, you've stopped. The love is gone. Or little by little, you are losing your love. The love for Christ. The love for the kingdom of God. You may think to yourself, no, because I know when I, I tell this, this ex, the excuses comes to your mind, yeah? 
I can read some minds here. <laughs> Even mine. <laughs> Even mine. Of course, the excuse can. Ah, come on, you don't know me. <laughs> I'm doing. But are you doing it with love? <laughs> or no, it, it's another time, Pastor. <laughs> the world changed, you know. Now, now I have a baby. Now I got married. Now I have to work. Now I have to go to school. Now I have to learn English. I mean, here in Ireland, it's a hard language that I need to get. I cannot spend more time in God's presence. Maybe in the future. <laughs> Excuses come. No, I love Jesus. I love the church of God. But please, compare yourself. Compare yourself to how you used to be 10 years ago, 5 years ago. Maybe you have forsaken that first love. I'm not here to judge you. You will judge yourself. <laughs> just do this simple. Co just compare. That's a simple way. Who are you five years ago? Who are you now? But Jesus warns us. And he gives us a new chance. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise be Jesus. Because he's a merciful God. And he's here today giving me a new chance to change my life. To become closer to him. And also you have this opportunity to fix your life and to come back to the first love again. Amen? So on verse 5, Jesus says, Consider how far you have fallen. Repent. And there is another lesson here. Consider how far you have fallen and repent. We need to check if we have fallen. We need to be sincere with us. Where we have fallen. We need to think and find out where it is. Where is it that you failed? When you have it, go back, repent, and fix it. Come back to the first love. This, is, this applies to the kingdom of God, okay? Why did you stop? Why were a good, loving servant before, but now you've stopped? Where is that guy who stayed up all night praying? Where is? Where is that girl who used to have visions in God's presence? Where is that boy who used to pray for revival every day? Where is that man who wanted to change the world? With love. Where is that child inside of you who believed in God as a father, who wanted to shake this generation, preaching the gospel? Don't tell me that things have changed. The world is still the same. People are still the same. We still have 24 hours per day. Never change. They still need people like you and me to hear about Jesus Christ. The word is there waiting for us. The church is still the same. The church needs workers, true lovers of Christ, who want to worship Jesus. And the time has come to consider how far you have fallen, to repent and raise up from the grave again. Come back to the first love. But also, it applies to your home. I've spoken before about the kingdom. 
Maybe you forsake your first love for Jesus. It's a dangerous place. But now I'd like to say to you, it applies to your home also. When did you stop praying with your children? And why? When did you stop investing your time with kids? When did you stop speaking about Jesus at your workplace? When did you stop showing love to your family? When did you stop to investing in your marriage? Maybe the love is gone. And Jesus, one time he was preaching about the end of times. And look what he said. Matthew chapter 24, verse 12 and 13. Because of the increase of weakness in the end of times, okay? Now, because of, of the increase of weakness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Because of the increase of evil, the love of most, not a, not a few people, not for non-believers, no, is inside the church. The love of most will go cold. So do what Jesus tells us to do. Consider how far you haven't fallen and repent. Jesus told to the church of Ephesus to repent and go back to doing things they did at first. If you do not repent, I'll come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Jesus said it. If you do not repent, if you do not consider where you have fallen, I'll come back to you. And now you remove your lamp, remove your light from here. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the time passed. And today, look at that. There is no more church in Ephesus. You don't know that? They were destroyed 1,400 years <laughs> later. No more church in Ephesus. Because Jesus fulfilled his word. He gave a chance, and also he's given us a chance to change. But he's telling us, if you do not repent, if you do not consider where you have fallen, I'll come back to you. And I'll remove your lamp, your light. But today there is a new chance for us. We can go back to our first love. In the last day, evil is increasing. Love can be extinguished inside of us. It's dangerous. The days that we are living, it's so dangerous. We have to take care what we are doing, how we are doing, where we are putting our love, our strength, our hope, our faith. And I invite you to try and do whatever you are doing with love. Whatever you are doing. Here in the church, at your workplace, in your family, in your marriage, with your kids, your relationship with your neighbors, do it with love. At the church, work with love. Be faithful. Be watchful. Be respectful. Do things with love. 
Also respect the authority that God gave to you, the leaders, the pastors. We are here to try to understand you, to help you in a good way. And you can use us <laughs> to find your love again, to find the way that you need to walk the right path. Be faithful to God, but with love in your heart. God is a lot more interesting in who you are than what you are doing. He wrote a letter to warn us about the way we are doing things, the way we are living as a church. He knows our, our deeds. He's the only one who needs to know what you are doing because he knows our heart. And also he can search our motivations. At home, live with love. Be patient. Be patient. Be kind. Show your love to your family, not only with words, but with care, with attitudes. I was watching a, a, a program with my wife this week, and I got uh, some program that one man, he was a child of millionaire people. And he grew up in that family. They had a lot of money, okay? A lot, millionaire. Uh, their parents, they have uh, like many restaurants in Brazil. And he grew up, and their parents, they were working a lot. You know, because they are going just for money. We need money. We need to provide. <laughs> we need to be rich and that stuff. And they forgot about their child. And this guy, he had everything. He had money. He, he told in the, in the program, okay? I had money. I had everything. I had toys. Every toy that I wanted, I just asked him. <laughs> I got. They had health. But he had no love. No love. And what happens? One day he became a teenage, teenager. He met some people who show love to him, you know, like false friendships. And he started to walk with them and he started to steal things. He became a robber. With a millionaire parents. <laughs> He didn't, didn't need that, but the love got him of his friendship. He was going deep down. He started to use drugs, a lot of drugs. And the, the, the guard, the policy got him and put him in the jails for five years. Can you imagine? <laughs> a millionaire guy. He had everything, but he had no love. And in this period of five years in the prison, the jail, he met Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and a big transformation started in his life. And he let everything behind. He was not more a robber. He was not more addicted to, drug, to drugs. He started a big company and he was there asking for investment. To, to do something new in Brazil. And he told, Jesus is my savior. 
Jesus is my Lord, and now I found the love that I needed before. Praise be Jesus. Take care of your family. Take care of your kids. Take care of your children. Take care of your wife. They need you. They need you. They don't need your money. They don't need your provision. But they need your love upon them. So live with love. And also at work. Work with passion. Tell to your co-workers about Jesus. Live a life of example to please God. Come back to the first love again. Amen? Amen? So now we have time to consider how far we haven't fallen and repent. How far? We need Jesus' love. We need to fix things in our life. And as Pastor Fabiana told you the last Sunday, this miracle to change your soul, God won't do it. <laughs> you need to do it. You need to think, to, to fix it. God won't put love in your heart. You have to get this love that you have. Maybe you are putting in other things, areas of your life, and put back. In God's kingdom. Amen? Consider how far you have fallen. Repent. And start to love again. Love Jesus Christ. Love this, this church. The kingdom of God. Love your family. Your parents. Your children. Love your co-workers. Go on Monday to your job. With a smile in your face. <laughs> Tell about what you got from here. You, you got our teachings. Spread the word of God there. And start a new life with love. With love. So I'd like to invite you to pray now. You can, you can close your eyes for a sec. I will play a song now. And while I, I play this song, ask God to search you, to search your heart, to check now how far you are from that person you used to be. The time of prayer you used to have, the motivations you had to please God, it's time to come back to the first love. It's time to lift your eyes to heaven, to give your life to Jesus, to do things with love, to worship God with love, to feel his presence again. It's time to cry in his presence again. Come back to the first love. Come back to his presence with your love. You can pray and speak to God now. Blessed be your name.
The music fades And now it's straight away And I simply come Longing just to bring Something that's of worth That will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required You search me much deep within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I come back to the heart of worship And it's all about you And it's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it When it's all about you it is all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. King of angels, words no one could express. How much do you deserve? Though my weak and poor, all I have is yours. Every single breath, I'll bring you more than a song. For a song in itself is not to you require you search me deeper within through the way things appear you're looking into my heart I coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about you and it's
Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I invite you to stand up in God's presence right now. We're going to sing again from I will bring you more than a song. For a song in itself is not what you have required. Sing as a prayer to God now. I bring you more than a song. For a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper with things through the way things appear. It's all about you, Jesus. You sent a letter from, to us, Father. A letter from Jesus for this church. We know that you know our deed, Jesus. You know our work. But some of them, we are done without love. And we got your warning today, Jesus. We have forsaken the first love that we had at first. I'm sorry, Lord. We are here to ask you, I'm sorry. Forgiveness. We ask forgiveness for the things we did without love. You are invite us to come back again to our first love. To the days we used to trust on you more. We didn't doubt you. When we wanted to live inside of your church. When you are, our, you, you are our priority. I'm sorry, Lord. We know that the evil is increasing. And the love is ending. And the church is recognized by the love of Christ on us. So forgiveness. We say sorry. We are considered where we have fallen. And we want to repent, Lord. We want to change. We want to worship you. We want to do things with love to honor you, Lord. We want to come back to the heart of worship. Because it's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's not about us. It's not about my skills, my talents, my gifts. It's all about you. It's not about my dreams. It's not about my desires. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about your sacrifice. 
It's all about your work on the cross. It's all about you. Forgive us. Our desires from now on is to live with love, to worship you in a truthful way, Jesus. Help us in Jesus' name. We want to come back to the heart of worship. Help us, Jesus, in Jesus' name. The Bible says, those who has ears, listen the God, the voice of God. We heard your voice tonight, Father. And we want to change it to come back to the heart of love. In Jesus' name. Also bless our week. Be with us. Be with our families. Help us to be faithful. To be faithful until the end, but with love. Help us to work in our jobs, but to work with love. Help us to take care of our family, to protect them, to provide them, to, to teach them, but with love. And also help us to work in the kingdom of God for your glory with a heart full of love. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. May God bless you. May God strengthen you. And may God give you peace, the peace that you need. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. So keep this word in your heart. The love of Christ. And come back to your home with a heart full of love to share, to spread to your neighbors, to your family, and here in the kingdom of God. Amen?